Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to our next guest, author of the story of the first Easter Bunny, Anthony DiStefano, back on the show. Hey, brother. Hey, how you doing? Great good. to be here as always. It's good to have you back, my friend. All right, I, I like I like your play here. Right, you, you talk about uh, Easter oftentimes being overshadowed by commercialism, but the story of the first Easter Bunny, you offer a, a fresh new take. That's right. I wrote this book because I was tired of that silly secular Easter bunny hopping in and taking center stage on, you know, this most holy Christian day of the year. You know, parents have to be very careful about these kind of secular symbols. You know, we can't be blind to the fact that there there is an ongoing culture war uh, in our society, and our deepest beliefs are under constant and relentless attack. So, so in order to make sure that our core religious convictions are not marginalized or compromised in any way, the true meaning of holy days like Easter, have to always remain in the, in the forefront of any catechesis for children. I wrote my children's book because I thought there was a way to use, to use the Easter Bunny for a deeply uh, religious purpose. Now it is January, so we're promoting it a little early here, but uh, what, has it officially well, come out? It is early this year. Yeah, it is early this year. Has it come out? The, book? well, the books come out, yes. Yeah, the okay. issues, I think, the 31st of March. Now, the, you, you put the first Easter Bunny at the, uh, at the Last Supper, the Crucifixion, and the Resurrection. I like this. Uh, yes, I, I, that's the way, you know, one of the ways we can keep the emphasis on Jesus Christ in the Holy Days in Easter without sacrificing some of the fun and playfulness, say, offered by these kinds of fictional characters is to adopt them for our own purposes. And so in my book, as you say, the main character is a bunny who lives in biblical times in Palestine 2,000 years ago, and he does witness all the events of Passion Week. So what I've done is I've taken this secular character and made him into a witness of the Gospel. Mm. So this not, you know, not only Christianizes him, but it also makes it easier to teach children about what we celebrate at Easter. Because, you know, teaching kids about death can be scary to them. Uh, but to be able to give kids an idea of what Easter is all about, to impart that message of hope and the resurrection to them without giving them nightmares about someone being tortured to death on a cross using an adorable, selfless bunny that they aren't afraid of, uh, I think that could be a valuable thing. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me, you know, it, for, for some some ways in the secular world, the Easter Bunny's the pinnacle, right? Uh, and, and what you're saying is, no, 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 the Easter Bunny serves a God, too, with these kids. And I thought that, I thought that that's really cool. I, I think kids are going to learn something from this. Yeah, we're trying to baptize the Easter Bunny here, and we're yeah. trying to take this worldly symbol and and use it for, for for our purposes, which is to celebrate someone who overcame the world, our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's fairly easy to do that. And that's that's what I try to do in this book because you know uh, why well, we could talk about that. Yeah, and uh, and you say here the the, the uh, Easter Bunny it refuses to give up hope. What, what what's going on here with the Easter Bunny? Tell me about it. Well, you know the thing about this is he, I I give the money the the bunny in this book a, a, a mother who is sick. You know that's one of the key plot points of the book. Mm-hmm. I've always had a strong devotion to Our Lady. So when I wrote this book, I immediately thought of the fact that you know when Jesus was hanging on the cross. The last direct action he took was to entrust his, his mother to St. John. He said, Son, behold your mother, mother, behold thy son. Now, of course, there's a lot of theological significance in, in, in this entrustment having to do with the Church and Mary, who's the mother of the Church. But beyond that significance, it's also true that on a strictly literal, personal level, Jesus wanted to make sure that his mom was okay, would be okay after he died. And I thought that if the bunny in the story had a sick mother, 
And if he witnessed the crucifixion, and if he heard with his big rabbit ears that Jesus had taken care of his, mo- his own mother, that that might provide him with an even point, more poignant reason for visiting Jesus' tomb afterwards and praying a line that I have in the book, which is, Oh man in the tomb, please won't you be kind. You helped your dear mother, now won't you help mine? So, so the, the reason why the bunny keeps at it is because he believes in, in that this man is from God because he can, he's healed so many people, and he, and he wants to help his own mother. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's kind of cool. Does the, uh, does the mother get healed? Are you going to tell us? I think we could, yeah, I, I would safely say I don't think there's any children listening okay. to your show, so I'll give away the ending. Oh, thanks. Yes, that thanks happens? a lot, Anthony. It's very happy ending. Yeah, no, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Wait, are you still out in New York? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey? What are you doing out there? Yes, Snowing out. It's all snow out here. Yeah. Yes. No, what are you doing out there still? Are you uh, are you just writing? Speaking? I'm writing. I've got I've got another Christmas book, the Christmas in Heaven. It's called the Children's Book coming out this year. I've got a book on miracles that I'm working on. Ooh. I'm uh, I I, I uh, work in the pro life movement too. You know, full time. So I'm busy writing and and, uh, and and helping in the pro life movement. Didn't you have like a Didn't you have like a, a restaurant or something like that years ago? <laughs> No, no, De Stefano is a fairly common a southern Italian name. So oh. there's a lot of De Stefanos around and no, I'm not I'm not of that uh the the restaurant. I go to a lot of restaurants. Wait a second, I've been interviewing you for how long? It's De Stefano? De St- <laughs> what? I've been calling you De Stefano for years. De Stefano, they they pronounce it every single which way. You've been letting I me like- pronounce your name wrong for years, <laughs> Anthony? <laughs> not just you, everybody pronounces it wrong. You do pretty good on it. De Stefano. That's the yeah. proper. That's the proper. That is. Name. You have these Stefanos. No, 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 no. I'm getting this right. Anthony DeStefano here. Where can people get your book on the first Easter Bunny? I, you know, I'm very blessed. My books have big distribution, so you, you can go on Amazon. You can go on. Uh, I always encourage people to go to their, their local Catholic bookstores to patronize those Catholic bookstores. But uh, pretty much wherever books are sold, to use the cliche. Yeah, you can go to Divine Treasures locally here. If they do not have it, they will certainly order it for you. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Your, your books are uh, really good, uh, easily like this, digestible, and especially good, this one specifically for kids. The story of the first Easter bunny, Anthony. Need to Stefano. Thank you, brother. Yes. God bless Thank you. Thank you so much. You got a Bye-bye. website, by the way? Excuse me? You got a website? Anthony J. Uh, excuse me, yes. www.anthonydestefano.com. com. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.